0: listeners and subscribers to the Woman Warriors podcast. This week, um, I had mentioned actually last week that I was going to be focusing on meditation in this week's podcast, but I decided to do a podcast dedicated to um, some of the signs of anxiety, symptoms of anxiety that maybe you might not recognize and ways to help you cope in the moment. So I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Woman Warriors podcast, where we are helping you call a truce with your anxiety. And so what does that mean, calling a truce with your anxiety? I realized that um, I'm assuming that everybody kind of understands what that that, uh, tagline means. But today, I thought I would explore that with a little more depth and really... um, dive more deeply into what, how anxiety might show up and some strategies to help you in the moment for when it does. Um, I recently had lunch with a friend who said, uh, my friend, Nicole, she goes, I, I'm not an anxious person, but when there's a lot going on in my life, I get anxious, and and what do I do about that? Talk about that on your podcast. So, Nicole, this episode is for you. Um, And I appreciate the suggestions because it's really helpful for me to know what would help you. So what is anxiety, and why would we want to call a truce instead of just get rid of it? Because to me, calling a truce means, well, it's going to be there, but I just need to be able to manage it when it shows up. So anxiety is going to be there no matter what. For people who aren't anxious, there are times in your life who aren't chronically anxious. There are times in your life when you do get anxious because of life. Things are changing. Maybe there are situations in your life that you can't control. Um, Transitions. Going from one thing to the next Uh, I have, uh, my own, my youngest son is graduating from college, uh, this week. And I have lots of friends whose kids are the same age and who are also graduating and moving from most of them or a lot of them are moving from a life of school to life, like getting a job Uh, figuring out how to support themselves, finding a job that they love and care about, well, that's really stressful and anxiety-provoking and hard. So sometimes anxiety shows up even if you're not an anxious person. And that's life. That is reality. Reality. But the key, I think, here is to recognize that it's a natural response to stress. It is a natural response to things feeling unsettled. And our body just jumps right in and says, I don't feel good. This isn't, this isn't fun. And so it makes you feel anxious. Oftentimes around things we can't control or when th- things are changing and we feel um, kind of out of sorts. So... Why call a truce with it? Because it is a natural response. It is going to be there. Whether you decide to push it away, ignore it, avoid it, it's still going to be there. So if we can call a truce with it, which to me means if I can say, all right, especially being an anxious person myself, like I have anxiety and anxiety can show up at times when I least expect it but I know it's going to be there and can I maybe not befriend it, but can I allow it to be there in a way that I recognize it and then can put some strategies in place to help manage it in the moment so it doesn't take over, so it's not overwhelming and life-altering and keep me from doing the things I want to do. I can say, yep, I hear you. I hear you there, anxiety, but I can manage... Without getting sucked in. So, what are some symptoms of anxiety? Uh, I think that sometimes there are symptoms that we might not recognize as being anxious symptoms. Um, and so, I'm going to go through a couple of those that maybe. You don't necessarily consider yourself an anxious person, but these are some of the things that might have been happening to you over your lifetime that you're suddenly going, oh, maybe that was anxiety. So not only is it a sense of distress where your heart beats quickly, maybe your breath shortens, maybe you feel some tension or pressure in your chest or your belly or through your shoulders, Um, and up into your neck. But it can cause headaches. There can be digestive problems. Anxiety can make you startle very easily. So if you're a person who, you know, somebody walks quietly into a room and then suddenly you notice them, then that really freaks you out. Um, You may have anxiety. Trouble relaxing. Are you a person that always has to be doing Instead of just being, well, maybe that's how you're managing your anxiety is by constantly doing so you don't sit still and you're not sitting and thinking or feeling anxious, but it's still there. Difficulty focusing. If you're an incredibly anxious person or when you're experiencing anxiety at a time when things are really super stressful and you need to focus on a task, Let me tell you, it's really hard. So for students, studying when you're feeling totally stressed out, guess what? You're not going to remember anything. Or (laughs) for people on the job, if you have a big project that requires a lot of problem solving and creative thinking and out-of-the-box thinking, if you're completely stressed out and anxious, it's almost impossible to access the part of your brain that, that, that you would use in order to do all of that creative thinking. Another symptom that can be um, something you might not recognize for anxiety is trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. If your thoughts and worries are constantly cycling and you have difficulty turning that off at night, Or if you wake up in the middle of the night and these things are circling through your head, all the things that you need need to do tomorrow or things you need to cross off your list or things you forgot to do today, that's probably your anxious brain telling you you need to find some strategies to help you manage that in the moment. As I said before, muscle tension, that, that can lead to headaches, backaches, muscle spasms, that can all be a part of anxiety nausea, digestive problems. And here's one that I never knew, but was very, I, looking back, it's very relatable for me now that I recognize that anxiety was such a big part of my life growing up. It's irritability. If you're often irritable with people that you love, and maybe even they tell you, gosh, you just like totally overreact to these things. Like, small situations where you're going full bore and it really is relative to the stimulus, like you, maybe people say you're overreacting. It may be that you're an incredibly anxious person or you're experiencing anxiety in that moment that's making you feel really irritable because it's hard to feel calm. It's hard to respond versus react when you're very anxious. And so that reactive place is the irritability it's snapping at people who maybe ask you a question when you're worried about something else or snapping at your kids when they want your attention and you're caught up in your head and having difficulty being there in the moment with them so those are some of the symptoms that might be your body telling you that there's some anxiety or more anxiety present than you realized. So what do we do about it? What happens when anxiety pops up and we're not ready? It can be really scary for one if you have a panic attack and your heart's racing and you're feeling dizzy or nauseous or maybe feeling like you're about to faint, like that can be super frightening. Or if you're getting chest pain with a panic attack, that's a, a horribly scary place if you feel like maybe it's a physical issue and not anxiety. But sometimes anxiety pops up, not with a panic attack, but just out of nowhere. You could be you know, out and about on during your day, or it could be you wake up in the morning with this sense of dread, or sometimes it could be the time of day. It could be the time of year that maybe for you is always a difficult time. Springtime for people can be really hard. Uh, The changes, the growth, people are always saying, oh, you should be so happy in the spring. Everything is sunny and beautiful. Well, maybe not for you, maybe not. But when that anxiety shows up at regular intervals that you're recognizing, oh, this might be a pattern. This might be, I'm, I'm starting to recognize that anxiety always shows up at this time of year or on this particular day or before I go to bed every night. It may be that something happened in your life at that same time that was really distressing, life-changing, difficult, a loss. And your body remembers that. Those painful memories get stored deep inside, physically. And your body remembers those things. And so in those moments, if anxiety just shows up unannounced, uninvited, part of that process can be just saying like, okay, hey, I see you there. I see that you're telling me that maybe something isn't okay, that maybe you're remembering a difficult moment in life. And I hear that. But right now, if I look around at where I am, for example, you know, if you're waking up in the morning and there's this sense of dread that this is just a bad time of day, well, maybe that is just a remembered response. And so saying, okay, I hear you that this time of day has been hard, but right now, today, looking around my room, I feel safe. There isn't anything on the horizon that I need to worry about or dread or fear, feel fearful of. And so this is just a memory of a difficult time. And I can be compassionate about that. I can say, okay, that was really hard. Whatever that was, whatever it is, my body's remembering, that was a hard time. But right now I am safe and I am home and I'm okay. And that allowing of the anxiety to be there, to to say, I hear you and I see you, and I can let you be here with me, but I don't have to get taken away to that time when things were so bad. And it really was hurtful or painful or difficult because right now I'm here and I can stay here in this room with myself in the present moment and not be sucked away, but knowing that it's there and then it may show up again tomorrow, but that's okay almost befriending your anxiety. Like, thanks for letting me know that things were really hard then. And maybe that's something I need to work on and process. But right now, in this moment, I am safe and I'm okay. So what about when stress shows up in your life where maybe you aren't an anxious person? Maybe you've really never struggled with anxiety in a way that feels like it kind of controls your life. Maybe that just isn't you. And maybe things are just happening right now that's creating and and they're creating a lot of stress and anxiety in your life. Well, know that that's real too, right? I mean, that's a real experience. Like if there are transitions that are happening, maybe your job is changing or maybe you've lost someone in your life recently. Or maybe it's the time of year that you're remembering that person that you've lost. Or maybe your kids are growing up and moving on, graduating, learning to adult, and they need you less. And they're making choices that maybe you would like a little more control over. That can be really hard and can be anxiety, and stress-provoking. And in those moments, I would say it's time to offer yourself some compassion around how hard that is, how hard those changes are, or how much you miss that person that you lost in your life, or how frustrated you might be with your children for not doing what you wanted, or your partner for not doing whatever it is that you feel like it would be important that they do. Um, Having some compassion around that, that you're struggling too, and that this is really hard for you, and that you wish you had more control, and yet you don't. And that compassion alone for self can be hugely healing and allowing that, yes, these things are making you anxious and that, You have compassion for that part of yourself that's afraid can ease the anxiety in a way that's um, really, really healing and helpful. So instead of telling yourself, what the heck, I shouldn't be anxious right now. Why am I so stressed out? Say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. This is really hard, whatever it might be. And that struggle is real. And can you offer yourself some love and compassion as you would for a friend who might be struggling in the same way? Can you offer that to yourself? So anxiety can be a part of life. It is a part of life. It's a natural response to threat and danger. But when it's out of control, when it's keeping you up at night, when it's making you feel sick to your stomach or you're having trouble focusing at work or relaxing or whatever it might be, whatever symptoms you might be experiencing, how do you manage that in the moment? Besides allowing it to be there and being compassionate with self, there are some really powerful ways of managing anxiety in the moment one tool that i advocate for but also personally have found incredibly incredibly helpful is meditation but also just the power of tuning into your breath when you know the old adage when people tell you you know how to manage your anger or stress they say you know take three slow deep breaths that's real like that actually neurologically helps you calm your body and your brain down to a place where you feel less reactive so taking three slow intentional deep breaths when things feel stressful or out of control can truly be helpful but you can also practice this on times in times when you're not stressed out and there are some more structured uh, methods of breathing that can be really helpful. One in particular that my clients have found, and I myself have found incredibly helpful, and and actually something that I practice. I try to practice every day, but in particular when I'm getting ready to interview a guest for this podcast, and maybe I'm feeling a little nervous or anxious. I'll do this three or four times, and it really just brings my reactivity level down, my stress level down, my anxiety down to a place where I feel back to myself. And it's called four seven eight. So basically, you breathe in for four, hold for seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then exhale out for eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you do that four times. Breathing in for four, holding for seven, and exhaling for eight. And at the end of of that cycle of four, when you've done it four times, check in with yourself and even maybe check in with yourself before you begin. Breathe for the four cycles of the four, seven, eight breathing, and then check in with yourself at the end of those four cycles and see how you feel. Check in with your body, check in with your anxiety symptoms. How is it feeling? If you're still feeling stressed out, do it again. Breathe in for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight, and do another round of four. I find two cycles of the four, seven, eight breathing can really bring my reactivity, my stress, my anxiety down to a very manageable level and help me feel more focused and present and in the moment. Another um, technique is also um, super helpful, is belly breathing. And so you really want to, with this technique and all of the techniques, but belly breathing in particular, like it presses on your vagal nerve, which really helps that parasympathetic nervous system kick in, which helps you then feel more at ease, feel more present feel more focused and belly breathing can be hard I think in particular for women we're so used to holding our body in a certain way and not letting our belly stick out and with belly breathing you really got to push your belly out and maybe make it look really round and fat and some for some women that can be really uncomfortable um, especially if you uh, struggle with body image but What can be helpful is if you're having a hard time feeling like you're really getting that breath deep into your belly, what I want you to do is place your hands behind your head and lace your fingers together behind your head or at the base of your neck and push your elbows back, sitting up straight, and that really forces the breath when you breathe in. Slowly. it really forces the breath way down into the abdomen, stimulating that nerve. And that really can just kick on that parasympathetic nervous system response to help you feel more calm in the moment. So that's three techniques. I did not, um, as I had said last week, I was going to focus this uh, podcast on meditation, but I thought that anxiety was probably a um, a better topic to focus on for this week. So my next solo episode, I will be focusing on meditation in itself, which is also can be about breath awareness and keeping the attention on your breath can really bring down that reactivity internally. Um, And I will provide some resources for some really great breath awareness meditations that can help you start that practice of really tuning into your breath. So for now, thanks for tuning in to this episode. I really appreciate uh, all of you listeners and subscribers. Um, You really have made this podcast such a a delightful and... um, positive experience for me so I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening and I hope this episode was helpful have a great week ciao for now from this woman warrior thanks for listening and subscribing to the woman warriors podcast music was written and performed by Andy Cush If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.